Hey, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of It's Just a Talk. My name is Mauricio, and this is It's Just a Talk, the show where we talk the little tea. We talk a little truth, but we always have time to talk some shit. That was the outro dance segment of Beychella from last year's Coachella. Fuck Coachella, but not fuck Beyonce. And the reason why we started with that song is because, you know, Queen Bee just decided that today, on Wednesday, April 17th, was going to be... Bay Day. She dropped an album called Homecoming and a new Netflix series called Homecoming, a film by Beyonce. So, I mean, this episode is brought to you by Bayflits. What else can be brought to you? Bayflits, where you think you're going to go watch a different movie, but really, you're going to watch Beyonce's Homecoming. So, I hope you're ready because I'm ready to talk some tea, talk some truth, but you know, we'll always leave some time to talk some shit. Let's get this party started, y'all. giving you a whole performance in this closet. Like, literally, I'm living my best cheerleader, like, black girl magic life. I'm not black. I need to put that out there. But if I was, I would be a Delta, and I'd be giving you that cheerleader moves. You know, the the ones that we're giving you at, at, at Beachella. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It's Just a Talk, our shady political uh, queer podcast where we talk about everything that's on my mind because I have too much to say and not enough people to say it. And who am I? I am Mauricio, your host, and today our podcast, like I said, is going to be all about Beychella, or Homecoming. That was her welcome uh, track from her new album, which is available on Spotify, also on iTunes. Uh, So, we're going to get this podcast going. So, first off, we're going to talk about, um, I guess we talked about Beyonce already, and I, like, don't know what else to talk about other than Beyonce. I want to just, like, keep talking about Beyonce, but I can't. So... I guess we could talk about Beyonce. So the first thing that we'll talk about, other than her releasing this Netflix special and releasing the full live album for Homecoming, is uh, we found out what her twins look like. Um, If you did not know, about a week or two ago, uh, a picture was released with Blue Ivy and Beyonce's twins. Uh, it It was a really bad picture. It was leaked. It looked like a picture that somebody went to either her house or uh, her mom, Tina's house, and she has a portrait of her grandbabies. And this person literally took, like, a cricket picture of the babies and let the world know what her twins look like. I'm not surprised. They kind of look like JC. I was really rooting for them to look like Beyonce, but, you know, not everybody can be Beyonce except Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy runs the house. I am convinced that Blue Ivy runs the Carter house. Like, what she says is what happens. So, um, we're gonna move on to, (laughs) um, 
I guess we talk about RuPaul's Drag Race on this, but I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm, like, not excited about this season. I think I've said it a couple times. And, yes, I watched the last two episodes with friends. Uh, We went to a bar. We watched it, mainly because I wanted to go watch the Drag Queens after. Um, And last week, the Untuck was the only thing that I really was, like, living for. I was, like, you know, spilling my drink over it. Uh, because they were spilling some tea. Um, they basically fought in the untucked. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and see and watch it. I'm not really going to talk much about it. Um, I don't think it's going to get good until we get like a good like top set. I think they're like top eight now. Which is, like, MySpace. So, uh, in 2000s, welcome to MySpace, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, season 11. Uh, I'm going to move on to uh, Nipsey's Hustle Funeral, which happened last week uh, in L.A. So, Nips, if you did not hear about it, or if you have been under a rock, Nipsey Hustle was a rapper from South Central L.A. who uh, had started rapping with Snoop Dogg in the early 2000s, I believe. And he had gained fame underground, but but also among the hip-hop community, and he was doing a lot for uh, the community uh, that he had grown up in by... He had bought a whole corner of stores and had given the community a chance to be small business owners. The last time I heard about Nipsey Hussle before his death was about him being, like, hella homophobic. I remember he had posted a picture... um, of a conference for men and boys and the caption said something like this is what this is what the media won't show you this is what real power looks like not gang members not drug addicts not homosexuals as implying that uh black men who are gay aren't powerful so that's the last time that I heard of him. He's now deceased so I guess I can't talk shit about him but I just did so fuck it. Um I do admit that he did a lot for the community, and I do admit that I had no idea who he was uh, other than what I had heard about him being homophobic. Uh, It was a huge funeral. Uh, There was so many streets, Manchester Street and uh, Century, and all these main streets in L.A. were closed because of the funeral. Um, I'm sure that made traffic even more wonderful in L.A. Uh, So I guess uh, I feel for his wife and his children that are left behind. Uh, the guy who killed him, I feel bad for him. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna get a new hole in prison. Not gonna lie. Uh, moving on to somebody else that's an asshole. When we on to Megan McKay, this is Joy Behart. If you not hear about this, so you probably saw it on SNL. They did a parody about it. So basically, Megan McCain still thinks that she's like a bad bitch because um, they were talking about how Trump decided he tweeted that he's gonna dump all the immigrants in concentration camps. He's gonna to take him to uh, to all the san- the sanctuary cities and they were talking about that and everybody was giving their opinion and Megan McCain aka the princess of Arizona started talking about how like this is a crisis and people who live in border states and her being a person in border state this is really important so then Joy Behar tried to talk and let me just try and play you what happened okay let me let me find like it. I just said 
this guy who's coming in wants to help those countries. That's mm -hmm. the way to solve the problem. Keep them there happy or whatever. Solvent. Give them a house. Give them food. Help them. Help their children. Give the Stop Nicaraguan the, uh, Stop a the house. crime rates. Well, we've had a I'm bunch of liberal guests who do not Hold want to send in aid I at all. I listen to you. Let me just finish. <laughs> yeah, part of your job is to listen to me. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's what's here's what's not going to happen today. We're not going to do this. Everybody get <laughs> This bitch had the audacity to say, "Yeah, part of your job is to listen to me." Okay, I sure I've talked about privilege day in and day out with fucking Megan McCain. She's a fucking bitch. If you don't know who Megan McCain is, she's the daughter of John McCain. She basically got on TV because of that. She's been talking about politics because she is a conservative who's the daughter of John McCain, and she has an opinion. Her mo her mother is a multi-billionaire. Her, her family is like a beer family who's like great-grandpa creed. I forget what beer it was, but like they are like rich, like multi-million billion dollar rich and so privilege is like not even in her last name she's basically privileged megan or megan privilege mccain let's call her that i'm gonna start calling her M megan privilege mccain so the the audacity that she had to tell joey behart who had been who has been on this show for almost 12 years whoo when you see this video, you can YouTube it. It's uh, Megan McCain versus Joy Behar, or just versus Joy, and it'll pop out. You can see Joy just like contemplating her life for a split second and thinking, is this job worth it? Is this paycheck worth it? Can I snap this bitch's weave off or like slap this shit out of her? Um, <laughs> I know I'm. It's too early to talk shit, but fuck it. Fuck you, Megan McCain. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, another thing that I'm really excited about. Uh, this Dora the Explorer has been, you know, surfacing the the trailer for the new movie, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Okay, I know it looks really cheesy, and it's like my kids will enjoy it, I'm sure, but I really want to see it. Like, I'm actually really excited about it. Like, it's all, it's an all-Latino cast, or all-Latinx cast. It's like Eva Langoria, Eugenio Derbez, like all these, like, really well-known Latino, Latina, Latinx um, actors and actresses. And I'm just excited, and I think as, like, community, we should, like, go support, like, films of color. Like, I recently watched Little last weekend, and, like, it wasn't, like, the greatest movie. It was really cute for, like, kids and stuff, but I watched it because I want to support films of color. Like, it's our job as people of color to support each other. Um, talking about films of color that happened in the last couple of weeks since I last recorded, um... Us came out. I remember last episode I said, go watch Us. You can still go watch Us, but yo, Us, like, just fuck me up. Like, I thought Get Out fucked me up. Nope, nope, nope. Us fucked me up. Like, I left that theater just did not know what life was. And I needed to go watch it the week after that just to see it in a different perspective. If you haven't watched it, you're weeks late. But if you watched it, you understand why I needed to watch in this different perspective. I needed to see Adeline's other perspective, knowing the plot twist. 
<laughs> like that literally was like the biggest plot twist. Um, and so if you have not watched us, go watch us. I'm really excited for the rest of the films that uh, he's going to be coming out with. And I'm really excited for Endgame next week, talking about movies. If you have not bought your tickets to Endgame, go ahead and buy them. I bought them the day that they were mo- came out. I'm so excited. I rewatched all the Marvel movies. I've been doing that. Um, and one of the things that I'm really mad about is... A couple weeks back, the posters were released, like, of all the characters, and some of them were grayed out because they died during the snap, and others were, like, in full color. I was really upset that Shuri was grayed out. Like, I was, like... I think I was upset because after everything happened, we didn't see what happened to Shuri. She just, like, fell or, like, fought somebody. I I, I, I watched Infinity war a couple days ago. I remember she, like, fought somebody and she, like, escaped. But I did not know that she died during the snap. And I was really excited for her to get into the Black Panther suit because in the comic books, when T'Challa is no longer... Poor T'Challa. Shuri is becomes the first woman to wear the Black Panther suit and become the protector of Wakanda. So I was... Really hoping that that was going to happen for Endgame, but I guess not. So, uh, with that, I'm going to move on to our next segment, our question of the week. And I'm going to have some help answering this question from a really beautiful video that I watched a couple weeks ago. And hopefully y'all understand this video too. So, I'll see you there. crazy right now. Tell your babies are crazy right now. Your love loving love you so crazy right now. Oh my god, I'm gonna be doing this the whole podcast. I am so sorry. Welcome back to our next segment of the podcast. Our question of the week. Um, a couple weeks ago I saw this video and um, I really wanted to answer this question for people because I feel like a lot of people have this um question or this answer wrong. So somebody asked uh, Trevor Noah, what are reparations? And um, he answered it in the most eloquently best way possible. And so to answer this question, what are reparations? I'm simply going to play you the audio of the video and because I am no one to tell you what reparations is, but Trevor Noah definitely can. To your question, I think you have to understand what the word reparations means first. So reparations, you are repairing something that you have broken. You are paying for something that you were supposed to pay for. I'm not saying that there aren't people living in America today who are suffering and are going through pain and strife because of what's happening when it comes to, um, you know, the machines taking jobs, uh, factories becoming industrialized, etc. But reparations is a specific conversation about a specific time in America, and that is black people were slaves. 
You know what I mean? It's, I've even heard people say like, oh, but there were some of the Irish who were indentured. Like, yeah, less slavery. Look at the numbers, look at the time, look at the level of work. You could not work toward your freedom. For most black people in America, this was a time when you were, that was it. You lived and died as a slave. And so that's what reparations is about. And so I hear what you're saying, but I think that's a completely separate conversation that needs to be had about the now. Because if you, if you are not careful, what you then do is you combine everybody's suffering into the same ball and you make it seem like all injustices have the same weighting. And they don't, just like crimes. You know, theft isn't the same as murder. We don't try them the same way. And as much as there is a white person who's suffering today, I feel for anybody who's suffering because I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to suffer. I didn't come from a wealthy family. We struggled when I was growing up. But I also understand that there are levels of that suffering. You know, and so sometimes white people, it, it does, it does block a white person because you go white privilege and a person goes, I'm poor and I'm white. Where's the privilege? You know, white people are like, I wish I could activate my white privilege. I wish I could do it right now. White privilege. Give me something. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. Trust me, I get it. It is hard to accept that you have benefits because of the color of your skin if you cannot see the benefits that you have. But the thing I try to explain to a person is think of it more like golf. Don't think of it as privilege. Then think of it like a handicap. Right? In golf, they acknowledge that you are in a position where you need so many advantages to be competitive in the game. Right? So what they say is you have a handicap of 15, so that means like you're going to be hitting from this tee and you get more chances to get the ball in because we understand the position you're in. And if you're a black person in America, from slavery, from day one, the number of injustices that have held black people back in America amount to an insurmountable like you you look at you look at black people's freedom you look at black people's land just just land alone the amount of wealth you can you can acquire over time if you own land is exponential because you have the land you have the fact that you can borrow based on the land you have the fact that you can use the money that you have borrowed to grow more wealth you can use it to grow your family's wealth just taking that away from black people alone is crippling them and so you combine that with slavery and then you look at Jim Crow laws you didn't let black people in America live in the areas that they wanted to live in they couldn't get loans from the banks that they wanted to get loans from and then on top of that when they started getting the loans from American banks American banks were found to be giving them higher interest rates when in fact they were the same risk as many of the other races that they were they were, they were giving loans to so when you combine all of those things I think it's safe to say that black Americans have a conversation that they need to be having with the United States. Doesn't involve me, doesn't involve white people, doesn't, it's like, it's like, yo, American government, meet the black people. That's it. Have that conversation. And I couldn't have said it any better than Trevor Noah. So with that, we're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast, our POC and Queer Excellence of the Week. I'll see you there. Freedom, I can do. Oh my god. I'm sorry. This is just gonna happen the whole podcast. I'm gonna keep apologizing because I'm having a little concert up in this closet. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to our next segment of the podcast, our POC, POC of the week, or Queer Excellence of the Week. This week, we're gonna start off with none other than Beyonce because nobody else changes Netflix's name other than Beyonce. Like, Netflix changed their name to Netflix, a.k.a. 
Bayflits? Like, who does that? Your fave could never. Like, they couldn't afford her. So she said, just put up your member prices and you can buy my documentary. And so what did Netflix do? They hiked up our prices. So now we got to pay more for Netflix. Damn, girl. Damn, girl. Okay, you be out, Beyonce, be out. Going from one amazing black woman to another amazing black woman, a shout-out to our dear Shangela, who, uh, again, it has to do with Beyonce, who got to be, got to perform in front of Beyonce. He, no, Shangela got to perform Beyonce in front of Beyonce for the GLAAD Awards, and then Beyonce gave Shangela a standing ovation for performing Beyonce in front of her. Like, if you not have seen the video of Shangela performing Beyonce, you need to go to my Twitter, you need to go to my Facebook, you need to find the videos that I retweeted over and over, because Shangela fucking killed it. DJ, a.k.a. Shangela, you did not need to win Drag Race or any of the three seasons you're on. Because, honey, you are a winner. You're doing more than any of these RuPaul's Drag Race girls can even dream. Again, your fave could never. <laughs> because if your fave performed in front of Beyonce, Beyonce in front of Beyonce, I bet your fave would not get a standing ovation from Beyonce. That's a lot of Beyonce shit. Okay, we're gonna move on to our last person, our last POC of the week, Ms. Rita Moreno. If you don't know who Rita Moreno is, you need to go Google her before I run you over. Rita Moreno is one of the only Latina um women who are EGOTs, and now she's going to become the only Latina woman and one of three people in the world who are PGOTs because she is getting a Peabody Award. So she has a Peabody Award, she has an Emmy, she has an Oscar, she has a Tony, and she has a Grammy. So that makes her a badass bitch. So Rita Moreno, people might know you from one day at a time, but I know you from all of your life. So you keep giving me life since the day I saw you on West Side Story. I knew you were the grandma I never had. So Rita Moreno, thank you. Because I too am Moreno. Like, I'm dark. So that's like that makes her my grandma. So, fight me. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Now we're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast, our Today in the Country. And boy, we have a lot to talk about. So, let's get this going. so that you can go listen to them yourself. Uh, welcome back to our next segment of the podcast, our Today in the Country. Uh, we're going to start Today in the Country with um, DJT's Military Band. Uh, 
If you have not been um, listening to the news, uh, the transgender ban that um, DJT had originally tweeted about about a year ago has officially gone into effect last Friday. Um, this means that more than, I believe it's 35,000, I think it's 35,000 um service members are going to be now kicked out of the military. Their privileges, their, um, what's it called, like, health and all of that is going to be taken away. Why can I think about it? It's privileges, but when you get a, when you go to the doctor, um, you need insurance, and you get that because you got a job. I can't, I can't remember this word, um, is it services? Yo, I'm not going to remember the word. I'm sorry. You're going to probably shout the word. It's when you get a job and they tell you your benefits. There you go. So benefits of all these transgender military people, service men and women are going to be taken away. As well as anything that they can do with the military now on. So why is this important? This is important because this is how it starts. Uh, if you ever saw that um, quote that says, they came for my neighbor, I didn't say anything, they came for, I think it says something like, they came for the black people and I didn't say anything, they came for the Jews and I didn't say anything, they, and then it keeps going and then it says, they came for me and there was no one left to say anything for me. And so this is how it starts. So he's definitely doing what he promised he was going to do, be the worst president ever and discriminate and just break us apart. And so banning the transgender people from the military is kind of going back to the don't ask, don't tell. The rule is that if... They don't know that you're transgender. You don't tell anyone you're transgender, then you can't stay in the military. So it's exactly the same thing as don't ask, don't tell. I was like, you could be gay, but we just don't want to know about it. Because if we find out about it, you get dishonorably discharged. Um, obviously, there's a lot of transgender military servicemen and women that are suing um, Trump about this. And hopefully... Um, something would happen, but the way that the Supreme Court is set up now that Brett Kavanaugh um, has joined the Supreme Court, it's unlikely that they're going to, you know, go with transgender people and, you know, go against Trump, especially since Brett Kavanaugh probably, you know, sucked um, DJT's thumb, and I don't mean the one on his hand, in order to get into the Supreme Court. We're going to move on to some lighter news. Uh, Puerto Rico recently uh, instated an executive order to ban conversion therapy from the whole island of Puerto Rico. If you do not know what conversion therapy is, um, conversion therapy is basically like shock therapy or like camps where parents can send their children when their children are gay to try and quote-unquote change them. Um, there is still... Um, a lot of states in the United States itself where conversion therapy is still legal. Um, and there is 
about, and then there's about, I want to say there's 15 states where conversion therapy is illegal. And so we still have a long way to go um, for it to be, um, I guess, taken away from all different uh, states and for it to be banned uh, from different states. So uh, good shit, Puerto Rico, for being able to ban conversion therapy. It's basically brings trauma and um, a lot of children have committed suicide because of conversion therapy all across the United States. Um, It's a horrible method to try and put their children. It's basically for parents that can't accept their children. Uh, Talking about people that can't accept things that are happening, San Francisco recently, woohoo, San Francisco, the San Francisco wealthy uh, community recently spent $46,000, $46,000 to pay lawyers to stop homeless shelters from being built in their neighborhoods. If you do not know, uh, San Francisco, a.k.a. the Bay Area, has one of the highest unsheltered homeless population in the country. Like, the highest unsheltered, meaning that there is homeless encampments all over the Bay Area um, because there's not enough homeless shelters. So the city wanted to build homeless shelters in the city of San Francisco uh, for the people to be sheltered. And these wealthy-ass gentrifiers, most of them are probably people that work in tech, that moved here from other states and don't want to see their their fucking city have a homeless shelter spend $46,000 on lawyers to fight this that just tells you the level of privilege and the level of that people just don't understand what's going on they don't understand that they're the problem and then the reason why these people don't have homes because they've been kicked out of their homes or been pushed out because people cannot afford to live in these cities anymore. I can hardly afford to live here. Bitch, I'm looking into maybe leaving if I can't fucking find a job. I mean, I've been on this job hunt forever. Just FYI, I apologize. I have not been recording... Recently, I have been interviewing for different jobs. I have been trying to just get my life together. Um, If you did not know, uh, I remember some of you remember that I got a job. It was my dream job. I was really excited about it. The person I was working with was just problematic as fuck. Um, she had a couple nails missing in her head. She accused me of being racist. She accused me of being sexist. She accused me of physically harassing her. Um, she is a black woman to the world, but she identifies as a white person, which is already problematic in itself. Um, she tried to, like, tell me Bible verses as to why she didn't agree with my lifestyle. Um, and so I had no choice but to leave, um, and so I've been in this job search. So if you know any jobs in the Bay Area, uh, shoot them my LinkedIn, <laughs> and hopefully someone can hire me. Uh, so yeah, this is why I've been MIA for the last couple of weeks. I apologize. But I'm going to try a lot harder to be here for y'all, because this is what brings me joy. And as that lady from Tidying Up said... 
does this bring you joy? And if I say yes, then I keep it. If not, then I thank it and I and I give it away. So this brings me joy. So I'm thank you. Uh, with that, we're gonna move on to our next segment of the podcast, Hoy en el Mundo, where we have a lot to talk about. All right, all right. Welcome back to our next segment of the podcast, Hoy en el Mundo. Today we're going to talk about motherfuckers in this world. Uh, I don't know why I said that. We're going to start with uh, Brune. Uh, so Brune instated a death by stoning for LGBT people. So if you go to Brune and you're gay, you're going to get stoned. Uh, and not the kind of stoned you'll get in Denver or in California. So recently, the Sultan of Brune said that the reason why he was instating this law to stone gay people and adulterers was because this is his way to cleanse Brene from the pits of hell. He says something stupid like that. So I will say that uh, the Sultan's son, the Sultan's older son, is fine as fuck. If you have not seen this man... Girl, the so the Brunei's okay, so he has two sons, and um, the prince, what's his name? Oh, his name is Abdul Mateen. Bitch, Abdul Mateen can get it. Like, this man is gorgeous. So, I hate Brunei and his father, but Brunei Prince. Uh, what Atul uh, Mateen is that his name? Yes, Mateen can get it, and he come over here to Oakland if his dad want to stone him, and he can move in with me. You know, I got space, I got a walk-in closet. He can put all his nice clothes in. Ooh, yes, girl. <laughs> if you don't, if you have not seen him, you need to Google this man. His Abdul Mateen. Um, but anyways, the reason that I said this is because. Fuck you, Brene. Uh, talking about countries that are fucked up, we're going to Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan is a country uh, between Europe and Asia, known in the in the region known as the South Caucasus region. Um, and recently, reports have been happening that. Um, Officials in Azerbaijan have been rounding up queer people using the internet. So using apps, using internet uh, chats, um, have been tracking down uh, queer, gay, lesbian, queer people in their country and have been taking them into prisons. Uh, also, very resemblance uh, as our immigrant um, holding camps, a.k.a. Um, internment camps. So I have no room for this. If you cannot hear it in my voice, I am over these countries. Um, there is still a list of countries where uh, being LGBT is punishable by death. And there's plenty of countries where being LGBT is punishable uh, by prison time or is unlawful. 
Um, I just want to mention that Yemen is entering its fifth year of war and conflict with thousands and thousands of people uh, dying, and it's not looking like it's going to end anytime soon. Um, if you see pictures of Yemen five years ago and Yemen today, it's two completely different worlds. Uh, the Yemen today is nothing but rubble. Uh, there's People are starving. People are dying every day, but yet it's not being covered in the news. Uh, just look up uh, Yemen war uh, so you can see. Um, when I was teaching here in Oakland, there was a lot of students that were from Yemen who had came here, um, had immigrated from Yemen, fleeing the war that's happening there. So prayers for Yemen. Uh, another people that uh, needed prayers, uh, a couple of days ago, the Notre Dame burned. Um, so France asked for prayers for its chapel to be rebuilt. Um, if you do not know history, this is not the first time that Notre Dame has burnt down. It has burnt plenty of times throughout its 500-year history, I believe. Uh, I think it's 500 years. I might be wrong. I think it's more or less than that. But I think it's 500 years. So we're going to stay with that. We're going to stick with that. Uh, it's burnt multiple times. So most of... The building is not the original building. So just putting that out there. So people's like, oh, 500 years of history just burning down. Actually, no. Uh, a lot of those pieces were either hundreds of years or most recently 80 years was the last time it was reconstructed. So a lot, it happened before. I saw this picture that people were posting of like the golden crosses and how it didn't burn. And they were saying like, oh, if you didn't believe in God, tell me this is not God. And somebody replied to it and said, no, it's not God, it's science. Wood burns at 600 degrees Celsius. Fire burns at 1,200 degrees Celsius. So no, it's not God, it's science. <laughs> and I died. I thought it was so hilarious that somebody actually clapped back to that tweet. Um, at the same time, though, one of the holiest, the second most holiest mosque in Israel, in Jerusalem, was also burning the same day, the same time that the Notre Dame was burning down. I have something else that I need to say about Notre Dame in my final chicken boneless chicken wings, but we'll talk about them, that then. Uh, that is it for Hoy en el Mundo. We're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast where we got to tell some tea, we got to talk some truth, and now it's time to talk some shit because I'm not sorry. Because we're going to talk some shit. I am sorry. I am thinking about you. I am thinking about you. All right. Welcome back to our my favorite segment of the podcast where I get to talk some shit. Like, this is what we're all good at. Like, it, like I keep saying, if you can find any jobs, the talking shit is one of the requirements. Send me to it because I will do it. Do it to it. Do it to it. The first thing we're going to talk some shit about is Fox News. 
thoughts news where you can come to our channel and we'll tell you some bullshit answers. I'm just saying. The last thing that they said that I was just, like, laughing. So, in most recent reports, uh, DJT is going to cut... Um, he's going to cut funding from Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala, which are Central American countries. But Fox News decided to say Trump is going to be cutting some funding from three Mexican countries because of the caravan. So Mexico is a country in itself, Fox News. Mexico, its own country. Central America, a group of countries. Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, their own countries. They each have their own capitals. They each have states within their countries. Not the same. Maybe you didn't pass geography beyond the borders of the United States, but not all Spanish-speaking countries are Mexico. Just FYI. This is exactly what Central American erasure looks like. Just putting it out there. Um... So, uh, Aaron Schock, who was a Republican GOP who very famously uh, voted against uh, marriage equality, LGBT freedoms, uh, was seen at Coachella this weekend, hanging out shirtless. He has a really nice body, by the way, but fuck him. Um, Hanging out shirtless with other shirtless gays. And then there was pictures of him making out with shirtless gays. Um... Excuse me, sir, aren't you Republican and voted against all these LGBT um, protections? So fuck you, Aaron Schock. Uh, There's a reason you stepped down from your position. Uh, I'm sure it was because you were gay. And no, we don't want you. You straight people can take him back. We don't want him in our community. We don't take you. Just like we didn't want the, uh, what's it called? It's Kevin Spacey. We don't want him either. Sorry. Um, talking about people that uh, I want to give a big fuck you to. Uh, Chick-fil-A, a big fuck you to do. I mean, I have forgotten how horrible you are. And I put a sandwich in my mouth, but I have promised not to do that again. And people always ask me, why don't you go to Coachella, Mauricio? You would have so much fun. You can make your own outfits and everything. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, because Philip Ashwatz, the person behind Coachella, is one of the main funders for anti-LGBT, pro-gun, and anti-immigrant um, legislation and groups, he funds them. He's one of the top funders. And so all you Coachella gays, all you Coachella people that are so proud to go to Coachella and take pictures of your fucking outfits, I also fuck you. Because you, all 365, all the other days, you're not at Coachella, you're preaching how, like, you're pro-immigrant, you're anti-gun, you're pro-LGBT, but then when Coachella comes around, your ass is there giving them money. So don't come to me and tell me you're fucking woke, because you ain't, okay? Um, Mike Huckabee. Fuck you, Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee recently said that LGBT freedoms is what's going to destroy the United States. LGBT rights will. Mike Huckabee, you are irrelevant, so fuck you.
And last but certainly not least, has always been canceled. Paris Hilton, you've been canceled, you've been voided, but he recently took it upon himself to out one of Br- the Sultan of Brunei's younger son. He outed him. If you see pictures of his younger son, he's obviously gay. Like, he hangs out with all these queer-ass people. You obviously gay, sweetie. Your older brother, he can get it. I wish he was a gay one. But Paris Hilton decided to out him, not knowing if this is going to put him in harm's way, knowing that now that there's this law where queer people are going to get stoned and killed for being gay in this country because his father instated this law, but he took it upon himself to out someone else. How old are we to where we are still outing people? It is none of your business to out others. Like... Unless you're outing yourself, it is not your job to tell other people when they are ready to come out of the closet. It is not your job. End of story. So fuck you, Paris Hilton. Not Paris, the Hilton one from the Hilton Industries, but Paris, the one that wished he was a journalist. And with that, we're going to move on to our next segment, La Opinión, and our final boneless wings. I'll see you there. Forget it, don't forget it. It's my shit. Bow down, bitches. Bow down, bitches. Bow. All right, all right. Welcome back to our next segment of the podcast, La Opinion, where you send me questions because you think I'm some sort of therapist or something, and I tell you my opinion because my opinion matters to like me and maybe you. Um, and so I have been asking y'all to send me questions for the last couple episodes and the episode have been running really long. And so we haven't been able to get to these questions, but I got two questions that I think I needed to answer because there's been some situations that have happened in life that have brought these questions to light or have made him a lot more relevant. The first question comes from my friend Nicole. Not not gonna say last name. You know who you are, girl. If you know if you know who you are, then somebody hacked your email, girl. Um, and the question says, I am 26 year old and I am a college graduate who is currently working on their masters. I'm single and my parents always tell me y el novio. I know that girl y el novio. Basically, like, where's your boyfriend? I have started to go dating and have used different apps like Tinder and other apps, but I can't seem to find someone with all of my qualifications. Recently, I met someone that I really liked, but they don't have a college degree and don't plan on going to college anytime soon. I don't know if I should tell them to go to college and that's the only way I will continue dating them, or if I should be happy that they are ambitious without a college degree. How do you feel about dating someone who didn't go to college? Ooh, this is a good question because recently I've gotten in some arguments or hard discussions. I would say hard discussions with uh, people in my circles about the importance of a college degree. Some people think that all they need 
they just want someone to go to college and have a college degree. End of story. I have other friends who are very specific and want someone who went to specific colleges or top-tier schools. And then there's other of my friends who think like me. I personally think that a college degree is a piece of paper. Um, yes, society has placed us in a place in our in this world where, like, this piece of paper means a lot. And in order to, like, move on in the world, you need this piece of paper to, a.k.a. prove that you are worthy of certain jobs or certain promotions. But I know of plenty of people who don't have this piece of paper, a bachelor's or whatever it might be, and are doing great for themselves because they are very free and ambitious. I know people who are working for uh, great tech companies and they are self-taught. I know people who are working for uh, uh, CEOs and, uh, you know, for I know people that work for, like, the main company for uh, Whole Foods, for In-N-Out, for all these, like, really famous, uh, wealthy companies, and they've moved up. Some of them started just being part-time, but because they worked their asses off, they moved up to now they work work in offices, in corporate. And so to you, I say, this guy, if he is ambitious, he has a good job, he's making good money, he's at least making as much as you, um, then, girl, if he's opening the door for you, if he's treating you right, if, you know, your parents like him, if he can put it down in the bedroom, I don't care if he doesn't have a bad surgery or not, just put it down. Make enough money, treat me right, and bitch, you don't gotta got no bachelors from Stanford or Berkeley or state school or anywhere else. So I think you need to ask yourself those questions. Um, is he treating me right? Is he bringing something to the table that is equivalent to what I'm bringing to the table? And is the ambition there? Because a college degree doesn't always mean ambition. Because I know plenty of people that went to college and didn't work their ass off to get that degree. They just copied the person next to them. So, yeah. Uh, my next question comes... I'm going to call her Bay Because, um, you know, it's Beyonce Day. I mean... Beyonce Day every day. Hello. This podcast is bringing bought to you by Bayflit. So, uh, and Bay asks... I've recently been dating, oh, another dating person, and I've also been looking for new jobs. I don't know how to handle rejection since I keep te- I keep getting told that I'm better off as being friends and been getting rejected by jobs. How do you deal with rejection? That's a good question. Uh, rejection is going to come in very different forms and shapes. Shapes and forms. Is that Was that right? Shapes and forms? Forms and shapes? I think I said it right. Anyways, um, I think we all deal with rejection differently. I deal with rejection in the way that I just, like, brush it off my shoulder. Like, bitch, I know who I is. I got this. Or um, a lot of times, one of the things that I learned um, when people tell me no, especially when it comes to jobs or, like, to dating, is no is simply an acronym. No is an acronym for net opportunity. Or net option. Um, for dating, I always think net option. Sorry. And for for jobs, I always think net opportunity. I wasn't going to be bomb as fuck like I am at your, at your placement. So that's good because something was going to happen. And a lot of times those are like either bullets you dodged, arrows you dodged, 
or people you just didn't want to be with. So I say if you're really set on a person and they reject you, in a couple of years, you'll realize why they rejected you, and you'll be thankful that you that you aren't with them. I know I'm able to say that about most people that have rejected me in the past, and I'm like, bitch, I'm way be- I'm way off better than you. So, how about that? Um, so we're gonna move on to my final. Uh, I like I always say my best friend Nathan on his podcast. I got you. He always says his final bon- his final. Um, what does he say? His final chicken wings, or chicken nuggets, or nuggets, his final nuggets, there you go. And I always say, these are my final boneless wings. Because we all know that boneless wings are basically chicken nuggets with sauce. And I'm just saucy, so why not? Uh, My final boneless wings, um, I just want to go ahead and remind you that um, buy your Endgame tickets. Because if you haven't bought them already, I saw some crazy-ass people selling their Endgame tickets for hundreds of dollars online. I bought mine at 5 in the morning when they came out, the day that they came out. We ready. You know, I'm like Tiffany Haddish. We stay ready, y'all. Um, also, Cardi B, no, you cannot trademark occur. Occur is drag lingo. Please trace it back to gay people. It is not yours to, to trademark. And I'm still going to be using it. Occur. Um, and finally... I just want to bring up a point. So, um, after 24 hours of Notre Dame burning down, uh, millionaires all around the world raised more than $30 million to repair uh, the, cath- the cathedral. I call it cathedral, okay? Some people tell me it's it's, it's differently, but I'm going to call it cathedral because I am a second language learner and Spanish is my first language. So I'm going to call it what I call it and you're going to like it. After it burned down, millionaires raised about more than $30 million. It's probably more by the time you hear this. Um, and I just want to put that out there that when rich people could help, rich people can help when they want to. When you think about people who need money like Flint that only needs $55 million to fix the water, and this has been years that that has been happening to these people of color at Flint, it just makes you think that these millionaires are dropping money on a building but can't drop money on people. So just think about it that way. Millionaires have the money to help. They just don't give a fuck about the rest of us. So with that, I'm going to leave you. Uh, Please go ahead and like and subscribe this podcast. Give it five stars. Subscribe. We're now available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Podman, on all these streaming services. Wherever you can listen to podcasts, we are available. So go ahead and give it five stars. Comment on it. Reviews go really far. I'm going to start giving out free things for reviews. So go Go ahead and review, and I'm going to start entering people for lotteries, and I'm just going to send you something for free because you're reviewing my podcast. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, even though I don't use Snapchat a lot, but you can still send me some, you know, some racy Snapchat pictures. I don't care. I'll still open them. Uh, and on Twitter, at It's Just A Talk, that at It's Just A Talk on all social medias. And with that, I'm going to leave you, all my listeners, with... Go ahead and 
if you don't have Netflix, borrow someone's Netflix. Call your ex. Ask him to borrow your Netflix. Call your Sancho. Tell him you need your Netflix. Because you need to watch this Beyonce Homecoming uh, Netflix series. Because there's a reason Netflix changed their name to Bayflix today. And there's a reason this podcast is being brought to you by Bayflix. And with that, I'm going to leave you. And I'll see you on episode 017. Love y'all. Have a great, great day. And I'll leave you with my favorite song. Because this is what I am. (laughs) 